Good morning and welcome to Simply Economics. It's Wednesday, January 24th. On today's show, we'll be discussing the impact of sovereign wealth funds on macroeconomics, as well as the reasons behind the weakness in Bitcoin price due to larger macroeconomic concerns. Plus, we'll explore how sovereign wealth funds are affecting industries and macroeconomics. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Economics. We start off with an overview of the Asian markets. On Wednesday, the Hang Seng Index led the Nikkei 225 and the ASX 200 into positive territory, fueled by U.S. inflation figures and China's central bank moves. However, modest overnight gains from the U.S. signal caution for Thursday, with economic indicators from Japan and Australia in focus. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent from Simply Economics. Indeed, David. The softer-than-expected U.S. consumer price inflation figures raised bets on the Fed ending its rate hike cycle, which in turn led to a rally in rate-sensitive tech stocks. This set the tone for the Wednesday Asian session. Economic indicators from Japan didn't spook investors, while better-than-expected retail sales and industrial production numbers from China suggested Beijing's stimulus measures were taking effect. What about the U.S. retail sales? How did they influence the markets? U.S. retail sales fell less than expected, while producer prices signaled easing demand-driven inflationary pressures. This supports the appetite for riskier assets and increases the chance of a Fed rate cut in H1 2024. However, an upswing in 10-year U.S. Treasury yields capped the upside. What can we expect from the Asian economic calendar? This morning, machinery orders from Japan beat forecasts, suggesting a possibly improving demand environment. However, trade data sent mixed signals. Exports rose at a more modest pace, while import declined at a less marked rate. For the ASX 200, Australian employment figures could influence sentiment toward RBA monetary policy. What's the outlook for the Thursday session? The futures market signaled a negative start to the Thursday session. The ASX 200 and the Nikkei were down 9 and 60 points, respectively. However, it's important to note that the ASX 200 rose by 1.42% on Wednesday, with tech rallying on the overnight slide in yields. What about the Hang Seng Index and the Nikkei 225? The Hang Seng Index rallied 3.92% on Wednesday, thanks to hopes of improved U.S.-China relations and central bank policy moves. As for the Nikkei 225, it ended Wednesday up 2.52%, although it was a mixed session for the main components of the index. That was Simply Economics reporter Bella. Thanks for the insights. Now, let's shift our focus to the increasing influence of sovereign wealth funds, or SWFs, in the global financial economy. They are now part of a group of investors telling financial managers that they want capital from older investment funds released before committing to future fundraisers. Here to delve deeper into this topic is our correspondent for Simply Economics. So James, could you explain the role of SUFs and why they are becoming so significant? Certainly, David. Stopped UFs typically amass a wealth of capital, which can be used to diversify a country's sectoral focus to protect and grow its economy. For instance, Middle East SUFs have been accumulating wealth through oil and gas exports and using this wealth to build their renewable energy markets. In emerging markets, 
Foreign SUFs can provide crucial infrastructure projects to help drive forward an economy and open opportunities that may not be otherwise possible. Could you give us some examples of the most high-profile SWFs at present? Absolutely. One of the most high-profile SWFs at the moment is Saudi Arabia's Public Investment Fund, or PIF, which oversees assets worth nearly $800 billion. However, the largest SUF is the Norway government pension fund Global, which holds total assets of almost $1.5 trillion. It is followed by the China Investment Corporation, with $1.2 trillion, and State Administration of Foreign Exchange Investment Company, the Hong Kong branch of the Chinese Sovereign Wealth Fund, with just over $1 trillion. And how have SWFs been influential in the past, particularly during times of financial crisis? SWFs have played crucial roles during financial crises. For example, during the 2008 financial crisis, they were instrumental in stabilizing banks. As the largest investment vehicles in the world, with trillions under management, SHUFs such as China's CIC, or Norway's oil fund, could soon exert more influence than many nations. Their expanding impacts raise intriguing questions for observers today. What about the impact of stubbed UFs on businesses? In the business world, SWF investments are now a regular occurrence rather than a rarity. Whether it is Mubadala in tech companies or GIC in real estate assets, their deep pockets and long-term horizons make them valued partners. However, some economic observers also see potential risks if SUFs come to dominate certain sectors or pursue non-commercial goals. That was Simply Economics reporter James, shedding light on the growing influence of sovereign wealth funds in the global economy. And speaking of economic news, Bitcoin's price has dipped below $39,000 for the first time in over 50 days, coinciding with the approval of the Spot Bitcoin ETF by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. This downward movement has led to a 17.5% correction and an aggregate $385 million liquidation in long futures BTC contracts. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent from Simply Economics. Indeed, David. From a macroeconomic perspective, the U.S. economy now seems to favor the stock market over Bitcoin. The DXY index, which measures the strength of the U.S. dollar against a basket of foreign currencies, has seen a reversion. Despite fiscal problems, investors seem to believe that the odds still favor the U.S. currency. Can you elaborate on the factors that might be influencing this shift towards the U.S. dollar? Certainly. Analysts and economists are now pricing higher odds for the U.S. Federal Reserve's successful strategy to curb inflation without causing an economic contraction. The one-year expectation for the U.S. moved down to 2.43% in January 2024, down from 3.09% in December 2023. A recession seems out of the question as the Conference Board Economic Forecast expects a 1.7% growth outcome for the U.S. Gross domestic product in the first quarter followed by a 2.4% growth in the second quarter. What about the likelihood of an interest rate cut? The FedWatch tool from CME Group indicates that the likelihood of an interest rate cut in March has dropped to 47% from 81% in the previous week. Investors now anticipate only five rate cuts throughout 2024, as opposed to the previous estimate of six. New York Fed President John Williams and Atlanta Fed President Raphael Bostic have conveyed that they are in no hurry to cut interest rates. How does this impact Bitcoin's position in the market? While the S&P 500 index is near its all-time high, the factors impacting risk on assets like Bitcoin are different. 
The 500 largest U.S. listed companies hold a combined $2.6 trillion in cash positions, and some generate dividends, acting as a safe haven in case of a mild recession. Bitcoin, however, has faced its own issues, including a net aggregate spot exchange-traded fund outflow since January 17. What other factors are contributing to Bitcoin's current state? There are a few. One is the expected unlocking of some 142,000 BTC from the bankruptcy estate of the now-defunct Mt. Gox exchange. Initial payments occurred in December 2023, but the trustee is expected to pay off the creditors by October 2024. Another concern is the negative regulatory pressure, especially in the U.S., which might not directly impact Bitcoin, but could potentially affect stablecoins and exchanges. Thank you, Michael, for shedding light on these developments. Now, let's shift our focus to the global financial economy, where sovereign wealth funds, or SWFs, are becoming increasingly influential across various industries due to the vast amounts of capital they command. They are now part of a group of investors telling financial managers that they want capital from older investment funds released before committing to future fundraisers. Let's delve deeper into this with our correspondent from Simply Economics. Can you tell us more about these SWFs and their significance? Certainly. SWFs are state-owned investment funds that invest in real and financial assets such as stocks, bonds, real estate, or even entire companies. They are typically funded by foreign exchange assets and are a crucial part of a country's financial strategy. The most high-profile SWF at present is Saudi Arabia's Public Investment Fund, or PIF, which oversees assets worth nearly $800 billion. However, the largest SWF is the Norway government pension fund Global, holding total assets of almost $1.5 trillion. And how do these SWFs function, particularly in emerging markets? SWFs amass a wealth of capital which can be used to diversify a country's sectoral focus to protect and grow its economy. For instance, Middle East SWFs have amassed wealth through oil and gas exports and are using this wealth to build their renewable energy markets. In emerging markets, foreign SDUFs can provide crucial infrastructure projects to help drive forward an economy and open opportunities that may not be otherwise possible. So they seem to play a significant role in stabilizing economies. Can you elaborate on this? Yes, SWFs have indeed played a crucial role in stabilizing economies, especially during the 2008 financial crisis. They are an influential and transformative force, providing important sources of capital, as the largest investment vehicles in the world, with trillions under management, SWFs could soon exert more influence than many nations. Their strategic investments plan for long-term security and prosperity, making their perspectives important in shaping policies that impact global financial systems. What about the impact of SWFs on businesses? In the business world, SWF investments are now a regular occurrence. Whether it is Mubadala in tech companies or GIC in real estate assets, their deep pockets and long-term horizons make them valued partners. However, some economic observers also see potential risks if SWFs come to dominate certain sectors or pursue non-commercial goals. That's certainly something to keep an eye on. Thanks for your insights, Abby. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today on Simply Economics. Looking forward to seeing you back here tomorrow. <laughs>